everyone, and welcome to the Neurodiverse Teacher Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Kristen Eccleston, and with me today, I have two special guests. I have Bryn and Colin Eccleston, who are the Neurodiverse Teacher Kids, and today we're going to be talking about school from the perspective of a fifth grader and a fourth grader. So I'm going to get right into it. Colin, I'm going to start with you. Tell me what it is that you like about school. Well, I like about school is when I walk in, my teacher makes me feel special because I'm walking in to school and I'm ready to learn and I'm ready, excited to learn anything because she's there. She's making it fun. She's making it excited for us to learn where other teachers might not exactly do that as a lot of people. Okay. All right, Bryn, how about you? What is it that you like about school? I'm not really a big school fan in my perspective, just because um, school's just like, there's nothing really fun we just do in my class. And my teacher, she always just like, she is very, very nice, but I love her a lot. But it's just that she doesn't really do any fun experiments or um, any like fun things but yeah like things that allow you to be creative because I think your teacher is pretty cool so I'm surprised to hear this um because usually she all she does is like she has to stick to schedule and it it just like just kind of boring but sometimes she goes out of her way just to put uh do things for us and like I, I missed this one time because I was sick, but um, she let us watch a movie, which was Ratatouille, and she let us have candy, but I wasn't there, so, but she does make some things very, very fun, but some things, it's just that we have to stick to schedule, which I get because, like, um, st- teachers want to be on time, and they want to get things done so we can, like, have a better life and a better perspective for us. But I would say my favorite, favorite subject would have to be reading or writing. Reading or writing. That's interesting. And Colin, what is your favorite subject? Math, of course. Math, of course. And can I share with everyone who's listening, hopefully this is okay, because I tell people all the time that I'm ADHD and I'm proud of the fact that I am. It means that my brain just listens and processes things differently. And you guys both have ADHD too, but it impacts you very, very different. Like Bryn, it's very hard for you to concentrate in school, but Colin, you don't have a hard time concentrating in school as much, right? Would you say that's fair? But sometimes it's hard for you to remember all the things that you're supposed to be doing, right? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. So it impacts you guys very differently, right? Bryn, would you mind talking about how that impacts you in school sometimes? Oh, okay. Um, I would say it impacts me like hard, very hard, because usually my teacher kind of puts me with like my friends and I sit next to all my friends. So then they're always trying to talk to me when I'm trying to concentrate and I want to respond back to them. But it's always like, I always, um, I 
like say, hey, guys, can we keep it down because I'm trying to focus and I'm trying to get this done so I can go outside for um, and she always calls me out sometimes like I was talking the most and it just like I always feel like but I didn't do anything and I was just trying to like quiet them because I don't know why I always get put with my friends but it's like it compact it like hurt like I wouldn't say it hurts me but it's like very hard to focus and concentrate in what I'm doing because I always want to be good at it and I want to be perfect at it because my brain is always telling me like you have to be perfect at this because you really enjoy it so you have to be perfect at this and so like I always try to concentrate the best I can so I can be good at it. And why do you think you have to be perfect? Because mommy and daddy have told you before that as long as you're trying your best, we don't expect perfection. So what is it that makes you feel like you have to be perfect? I think um, my brain is just telling me um, to be perfect at it because like, um, cause, like the subjects I love the most, I'm actually pretty good at. But the things I want to get into, they're always like, well, you have to be perfect to get into it. So you have to just go into it. Mm, okay. And Colin, what about you when you're in school and you're trying to work and concentrate? Is there anything that's hard about that for you? I mean, sometimes it doesn't impact me as much as Bryn. It impacts me sometimes when uh, I think it's not really a good subject or my brain's thinking we just need a break for a minute. I kind of just fiddle around and not pay attention for about five or ten minutes. And that could really get me to, like, uh, math work, which is not really going to get me the best score. And I try to just focus a lot of times, but sometimes it's really hard to focus because my HD says, hey, we need a break. We need a cool down. We need to take a second to breathe and just take a minute to relax. Mm. Let me ask you, because you just talked about testing. How do you guys feel about testing at school? Uh, no. I don't, it, it's hard. Now, this surprises a lot of people. I actually like testing a lot. Really? Because it takes time off of the day because I feel like we're going from this to this to this to this to this. And testing is just one huge thing for about an hour or two. And we just started spring break. So, like, the day after spring break we get there, we're just going to basically be doing testing for the rest of for about like a month or two, and then we're gonna have 15 days left of school. So Colin, do you like testing because it just kind of breaks up and changes up your routine? Or do you like testing because you feel like it, it gives you valuable information? I kind of on both sides, because mm -hmm. I do get a lot of information from taking a test. I can actually take my time instead of just watching a screen and having to go by certain times. I can actually take my time on this and mm -hmm. I can strategize and figure out things to help me get through the test, which is going to bring me to the end point. Hmm. And Brynn, how about you? How do you feel about testing? Oh, God. Testing is, like, so hard for me because, like, so, like, the day before we do testing, we always have, like, a review of testing, like, a sheet of paper that's basically close to the test. And I always do it, and I'm like, oh, this is so easy. But then the next day when we're doing the test, I'm like, like, my brain just lost everything, and I can't figure out anything. And it takes me, like, 
two hours just to figure out almost like one question. Hmm. So you've like, you don't like it because your brain just feels like too all over the place. Yeah. It's like everything's messed up and it's not like, like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like always messed up. And like, whenever I'm doing a test, I'm like, what is this? I know this, but I don't know how to do it. How, how am I just like, like, I don't, I'm like all over the place. Maybe get a little anxious over it. Yeah. Do you feel like the testing ends up representing who you are as a person or a student or no? I would say no, just because like when I do testing, I am not a testing person and it does not show my personality and it always just like, um, Oh God. (laughs) Um, it always just like messes everything up. Like, Whenever I'm doing something. Okay. So let me ask. Like. Right now. Yeah. Well, let me, let me ask you both the question that I want to get your input on. Okay. If you could design school. So you tell me what, what it would look like. So when you show up to school in the morning and then all day long. How would you learn? What would you want learning to look like? Sorry, you froze. What was that again? All right. Hold on for a second. I'll edit this out. So let me, let me get back to, okay. If you could let school look like whatever you wanted it to look. So you show up in the morning, I drop you off at school and then you're there all day and you can learn however you want to learn. What would school look like for you? Oh, um, I would look like anything. Anything? Yeah, I can look like anything. Maybe you go to on a field trip every single day. Maybe you have a smaller class size. Like it can look like get creative. It can look like however you want it to look. You still have to learn, but it can learning can look like however you want it to look. What would it look like to you? I would want school to almost be like outdoors. So, like, you would have to be outdoors the whole day Mm -hmm. um, and learn out in the bright sunshine. And then, like, if it was, like, winter, you would go into, like, a little pod of your own and work there. And then someone would just come in and tell you what you have to do. Mm Because I I can't focus with all these other people around me. And it just, like, gives me anxiety. And so, Mm -hmm. like, I always have to be in, like, my own little space so I can focus and, or I have to be like next to someone I don't really like. And I focus. It's just like so weird for me. Cause it always gives me so much anxiety. So I have to always be like by myself or like with someone else who barely even talks. Mm. Okay. Colin, how about you? If you could design school to look like however you want it to look now, you still have to do learning, but it can look however you want. What would it look like for you? For me, I would think it would look like a big building. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to sit in one hour, 47, 45 minute classes. But you can go anywhere. So there'd be like somewhere, cooking class, PE class, this class and that class. And if you did not want to do math, you couldn't do math for the day. You could go do something else. 
it was kind of like a free choice for you. And that's why I like, like my brain is like, oh, free choice. I would like to pick what I like. And I know most. Okay. So you want some choices in your learning. Yes. How do we make sure that you don't go, I don't want to do math every single day though. Cause well, you think there might there, be people who go, I don't want to do math at all. Well, for that, we would make like a system of like how many times you at least have to visit one place in a year. So mm-hmm. if it was like math, you have to at least visit it like a hundred times before mm-hmm. you something else and like cooking you could do it like 60 times and then you can keep on going if you want like there would be a limit for how many days you at least have to learn in that class okay and what do you think are some subjects that maybe you don't get to do because you keep saying cooking and I bet you don't get to do a lot of cooking at school so what are some subjects that you think should be offered at school that aren't currently offered I feel like cooking would be a good one Mm-hmm. Cooking can help a lot. Okay. Another thing we don't really have that I really want to be is like an Imagineering class. Okay. I would love to like see like engineering and everything and start engineering. I'd love there to be like like a theater. Yeah, like a theater class. So you could do some stuff during the day instead of having something early in the morning. Okay. Those are some pretty good ones, I'd say. What about you, Bryn? Is there anything that your brother didn't say that you think should be a subject at school? I would love, like, a cooking is almost, like, the same as baking, but, like, baking is, like, where you're baking sweets and, like, all this chocolate and stuff. Because that basically I love, love, love to cook and bake just mm-hmm. because, like, you can figure out, <laughs> more like new things you can try to experiment with and mm-hmm. you can just do like all these other stuff you can do. Okay. So I would want a baking class. You want a baking class? So I would probably want a theater class as well, just because I love musicals and mm. I enjoy watching them. I love and I I enjoy um doing them. I love being in them. So I would probably want a theater class. Okay. So it sounds like you guys are saying you want a lot of things that allow you to be creative, that allow you to be hands-on, that make it so that you have some movement during the day. Do you guys get movement breaks at all at school? Nope. No? I mean, recess for like 20 minutes, but then we have to go sit back down. Yeah. But not not in class? Your teacher doesn't go, hey, let's take a couple minutes in between transitioning between these subjects? No. It's only, like, once a year we get to do that. And it's, like, if you beg, beg, beg my teacher, like, you have to, like, beg for a break. Just, like, because we have um, a teacher in the school building that gives people, like, who have, like, um, like, ADHD or OCD, um, like a break autism, like a break off, mm-hmm. like you would earn these like chips because someone in my class, she earns like these chips. And then if she has like 10 a day, she gets to go down to this um, teacher's room and gets a break and she gets like candy and stuff. And it's just like she gets a break um, at the end of the day or in the middle of the day. And I wish I had that because 
Um, you think I, everyone would benefit from a break? Yeah. Everyone would benefit from a break. So let me ask you guys this question. I want you both to answer it. What makes a really good teacher? Like, what do you think, if you had to describe the most amazing teacher, what makes a good teacher? Ooh, an amazing teacher would be like, she would always, always, always love the kids. And she would like go up to them every day and like hang out with them. And she like always just like tell them funny jokes and make them laugh all the time. And they would care for the kids and like, like if they like sometimes she would give out like surprises almost what my teacher does on Fridays mm -hmm. and stuff so yeah okay Colin what do you think what makes an amazing teacher I feel like amazing teacher to me would be like she understands you she wants to take time so if you're slow moving, she's slow moving with you. If you're fast moving, she's fast moving with you. She's helping you. She's um, on the mark every time. If you need help with anything, she's there. If uh, you're on a test and you can't really give anything, she'll like just give you a quick demonstration of kind of what the math problem, reading problem, writing problem was. And that would basically be amazing. Okay. What makes a bad teacher? Oh, <laughs> we're going to sound deep. <laughs> um, um, someone who always, like, be mean to the kids, and she would always, like, be mad, like, even if they they had a really used bathroom, and she would always just yell at them, like, wait till you get home, because, like, it's seven hours a day for just school. You can't hold it that long. Mm. And she would always, like, be rude to you or, like, if you just messed up, like, one problem, crumble your paper and just throw it away and you have to start all over. Yeah. Okay. Colin, how about you? What makes a bad teacher? Not patient with everybody because if you're not patient, you don't really get a great outcome because if you're usually – if a teacher's not patient with you – and you're a slow mover, but she's a fast mover, and you cannot get work done in time, you might get really bad compliments, really bad stuff, really bad grades, all because your teacher's not being patient with you and not taking the time to say, oh, this is how we do it. Uh, you can go ahead, you can take some time, because our ADHD brains are not really the fastest in the world. We have to take time because time gives our brain more time to think. Mm -hmm. Where other people who don't really have ADHD, they kind of are fast movers. They can go through stuff easily, and we don't really get to go that way. Do you think that's because your brain is actually thinking about a lot of things all at once, and that's what's happening with your brain? Because oftentimes with the ADHD brain, it's, it's not that it's not fast moving because sometimes your brain is all over the place, but it's like your brain is trying to think of all of the things and that's what it takes the time to, or why it needs the time. Do you think that's what's yeah. happening a little bit? Yeah. Do you think sometimes teachers don't understand what it feels like with your brain? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's the teacher or do you think it's the way school is structured? The way school is structured. 
Yeah. Because I feel like someone in the school building is always like wanted someone to be perfect and on time. But the teacher's like really nice and she wants to give the kids what they want. And the teacher is just telling like the other teacher is just telling that teacher to do what they're supposed to do and not be fun with the kids and be on schedule and on time with everything. So it's not always the teacher that's the issue. Sometimes it's kind of the parameters and the structures and the things that they they have to adhere to. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think we could do to change that? I feel like changing the rules could be something. Just mm-hmm. switching it up. Like we have expressions in ours. I feel like there should have been something for like, like putting you in a class that fits mm. with the right teacher and everything. So do you think that sometimes school doesn't take into account the individual learner? Yes. And it, it so it just is kind of like, this is school and needs to work for you. And if it doesn't work for you too bad. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. Okay. What do you think the answer is? What If you could tell people who got to make decisions on how schools worked and schools were structured as students, what would you say to them? What would you say to them that you wanted to change or make different or what you think they need to be aware of? I think they should be aware of we're all equal, but we are all different inside. Mm. So it doesn't matter if you're bad because there's there's probably somebody else in the world that's probably as bad as you, if you think your other classmate is the best. Well, maybe he's not actually really the best. What do you mean bad? Do you mean like behavior or like bad at a subject? Like bad at a subject. Okay. So do you think sometimes people might think that they're bad at a subject, but they actually might be good at it if they were in that right teacher or right classroom that worked for them? Yes. Okay. And it's just more of a mindset that's developed because they're not in that right setting? Yes. Okay. I think that's a really deep perspective and a really thoughtful perspective. What else? What do you guys, what else do you think about school? What do you think it's important for people to know about school? I want just people to know that school, I just lost my train of thought. It happens to the best of us. (laughs) Um, just like that. I just lost my train of thought. Can you go? I can't. What do you want people to know about school? Um, (laughs) I would say that I want people to think that you're in a place that you're safe. Mm-hmm. You're not really in a place where you could get hurt. Like school shooting mm-hmm. and fire is not really, really that often. Sometimes we take account for it, but really we're all safe in this place. We know each other and we'll get along and we know 
that we're all safe and that we're in this community, we're basically equal. We know that we can be safe around each other and we are not going to get harmed. So you think that that's something that's important for schools to send that message? Do you, do you guys ever get anxiety over about fire drills or when they talk about school shooters or anything at school? Yes. Cause we have all these drills and then you know what to do when something happens. Like, Sometimes I think of this, like, if we're just doing a drill, sometimes I think, like, oh, my God, it's a real thing. Or if it was the real thing, like, oh, this would just be a drill, but then something could happen to you, and then, boom. Do you think it's sad that you have to do all these drills and things at school? Yes. I don't really think we need it. Do you think that you don't need it, or do you think it's sad that you need it? Sad. Sad. Because I think we all hope that it'll never happen at our school, right? Yes. Yeah. And is that why you think it's important that we're kind to each other? Yes. So that it that helps it so that it doesn't happen? Yes. yes. Yeah, I think so, too. Because I think a lot of people, hurt people do hurt bad things or hurt things, right? Hurt yeah. people tend to hurt others. And so I, I think your perspective on being kind and nice to each other is, is really important because that's how we can help people not be hurt people, right? Yes. Do you think bullying is an issue? Have you guys seen any bullying before? Yeah. I've gotten bullied, I think, before. Oh, really? And what happened? You don't have to tell the details if you don't want to, but do you feel like people stand up for you and take accountability? People were standing up for me. My best friend, she was in my class. And um, this guy, he would always just tend to, like, I think he liked me in a way, but he couldn't, he didn't want to show it. So he mm-hmm. just, like, started to hurt me and hurt me. But then my friend, she, she would always come here, like, come to me and back me up. Yeah, that's good. That's important. Do you think it's important for people to stand up for their friends when they see something wrong? Yes. Yes. Why do you think that's important? Because you don't want a fake friend that's always just pretending that they, like, love you and that they would die for you. But in, like, a situation, like, where someone's hurting you, they would just laugh at you and they would didn't – they don't actually care about you and they would just be like, Oh my God, look at you on the ground. Ha ha ha. Mm. So you want someone who's genuine, who's going to stand up and do the right thing to be your friend. Yeah. I like that. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you both a question that I ask all of my guests on my show. So you're both going to get a turn. Are you ready for the question? Yeah. Yeah. If you could give advice to other people your age right now, who might be struggling at school, maybe either academically or socially, what advice would you give them? I would give them, um, don't give up. Just always persevere. You don't want to ever give up because what if someone or something would just come and help you and like almost like a superhero and come to the rescue to like come and help you. Just don't give up in what you're doing and just persevere and persevere until you do it. I like it. Push, push, push hard enough. Like push through the wall so you can get there 
and be finished. I would say kind of what Bryn was talking about. Never give up. You can do it. You are always going to be great. If you give up, it's basically like you'll never do it again. Giving up is just a small part of basically I give up. This is not great enough. Well, if you keep on powering through it until the end, the end is going to be your greatest outcome. I love it. That is great advice, guys. Is there anything else I didn't ask you before we go that you want to share? No, we're good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. And thank you to my listeners for tuning in. I appreciate you and joining us on the Neurodiverse Teacher. And I will see you next week on the Neurodiverse Teacher Podcast. Bye, y'all. Bye. The Neurodiverse Teacher Podcast is an Eccleston Education Consulting LLC production.